Napakadali na po ngayon ng uh, mag, uh, mag-share ng mga memorable photos natin, especially nung mga nakaraang id. Ano? Uh, kung mapapansin nyo, napakabilis ng development ng mga technology ngayon. Before, kailangan nating tumutok sa radyo or TV para makasagap ng mga balita. Ngayon, maging sa mga cellphones, nakaka-receive tayo ng mga news feeds. So ano pong mga klasing balita ang nakakapagdala ng uh, uh, pangamba sa inyong buhay? Siguro po, yung mga balita na about sa mga kidnappings, about sa mga murder, or maging ang mga, ano, ang mga global crisis. You see, people and nations, in order to assert their own autonomy, embrace irrational philosophies. Sinusunod nila ang kanilang makasarili at masama at balikong moral standards. They have done whatever they please. Gaya na lamang po kung mababalitaan nyo that uh, yung ibang countries, they already legalize same-sex marriage. In some parts ng America, abortion is already legalized. Mababalitaan din natin, maybe uh, in some other places, may mga activities of terrorism. Ultimately, they do this for one main reason. They refuse to believe in God and live accordance with His Word. But is God intimidated? Makikita po natin yan sa ating pag-aaral sa passage natin ngayong hapon, which is sa Psalm 2. So turn with me sa Psalm chapter 2. And while going there, titingnan po natin ang uh, context ng ating passage. So kung makikita nyo po sa inyong mga Bible, uh, na wala siyang title. But this psalm is much quoted sa New Testament. And we'll see kung sino ang author na ito. Babasahin ko po sa inyo ng saglit ang Acts chapter 4 verse 24 to 26. Sabi po dito, And when they heard it, they lift their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them? We, through the, who through the mouth of David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His anointed. Ito po ang ating passage was quoted by from the mouth of David through the Holy Spirit. Kung kayo po ay nagsusulat ngayon, ang main point po natin is man's rule is temporal but God's rule is eternal. So take refuge in the Lord. Uulitin ko po. Man's rule is temporal but God's rule is eternal. 
take refuge in the Lord. So, dito po sa ating main point, meron po tayong tatlong observations. So, yung una is rebellion against the king. Verse 1 to 3. Rebellion against the king. Second point is the rule of the king. Verses 4 to 9. So, under po ng uh, Observation na to meron po tayong dalawang sub-point, which is yung una, the Lord is not intimidated. Yun po ay nasa verse 4 to 6. Chupong sumunod is the Lord's plans for the Son. So yun po yung dalawang sub-point sa ating uh, observation na second observation. Ang third observation naman po natin is take refuge in the King. Verse 10 to 12. So point number one, the rebellion against the king. Verses 1 to 3. Sa una pong versiklo ng ating passage, mapapansin natin yung tono ng passage na ito ay medyo pagalit. The psalmists see the situation that there is a great rebellion against God and against His anointed. In verse 1, we see that this great rebellion involves nations. They conspire. They are at rage. They are in an uproar na nais silang maghimagsik. Let us picture ourselves na kunwari ay nasa rally tayo. Sino na po ang uh, nakadalo ng mga rallies? Wow, kukunti lang. Mukhang ang babait po ninyo na walang uh, nag-aaklas. No? Okay. So, marahil sa atin hindi, hindi pa nakakadalo ng rally, but maybe some of us already witness kung ano ang mga rallies na to. So, picture this na nandun tayo. And this rally consists of people coming in different places. Dem- definitely, mayroong mga Usapan kung ano ang pakay ng rally, ano ang pinaglalaban, ano ang isinisigaw, ano ang plano. So, minsan po ay ang mga rally na to ay magugulo, maiingay, at ang mga tao ay nagingit-ngit sa galit, na nagtitipon-tipon for a common goal. Imagine niyo po yung ganong klaseng rally in a global scale. Nations coming up against God and His anointed. And the psalmist says, sa verse 1, it is in vain. Unsuccessful, to no avail, walang kwenta. Useless ang kanilang ginagawa, sabi ng psalmist sa huling bahagi ng verse 1. And verse 2, it says, The king of the earth, Ito po yung mga leaders ng mga nations na nag They establish or set themselves and the rulers take counsel. They band together, conspiring together. They collaborate and join a common goal to put themselves up in great defiance against God, against His law, against His authority, and against His anointed. 
Friends, the psalmist has just given us the picture ng sangkatauhan. Those who are outside of the kingdom of God, this is the picture of how morally bankrupt mankind is. That he will go against God, nilikha ng Diyos sa kanyang wangis at pinagkalooban ng buhay. It is makikita natin itong rebellion na to throughout human history. That man will do such crazy thing to go against his creator. At hindi lamang po dito naganap ang rebellion na to. Hindi lamang sa ating uh, sa sangkatauhan. It also happens in the heavens. When Satan stood up against God, seeking to overthrow and to establish himself in the heavens, at hinimok niya ang one-third ng mga anghel ng Diyos upang samahan siya magrebelde laban sa Panginoon bago siya pinatalsik sa langit. And then sadly, he found his way in the garden. Ano po ba ang ginawa ni Satan sa garden? He tempted Eve and twisting God's word which is a direct attack towards God. So sa, sa simula pa lang ng human history there is already a rebellion. And from there we see that peoples and nations will rise up against God. Gaya po ni na Pharaoh, ang hari po ng Babylonia na si Nebuchadnezzar, the Philistines, mga Moabites, at mga Ammonites who went against David, who is God's anointed through the prophet Samuel. He is set apart to be king and ruler of his people. And also, who is a type of Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. The word anointed, when transliterated in Hebrews, it means Messiah. And in Greek naman, it means Christ. So from Genesis when the first gospel was proclaimed that there is the offspring of the woman who will crush the head of the serpent. And from there to the messianic figures of whom God raised up as judges to save the people of Israel from their enemies. He, the Messiah or the Christ, was also prophesied by the prophets and later appeared to his people. So yung uh, rebellion na to, we also see it and demonst- it was demonstrated this great rebellion in the suffering and crucifixion of the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, sa pamumuno at pangunguna ng mga leaders and rulers na sina Anas Caiaphas, Herod, Pontius Pilate, 
at mga Gentiles and peoples of Israel. And in verse 3, we see that these nations and kings na nagtipon-tipon to rise together in one collective voice and speaks of their plan, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast their cords from us. They are so determined in their plan na ayaw nilang magpasakop sa Diyos at sa Kanyang anointed. Ayaw nilang magpailalim sa authority ng Diyos. Ayaw nilang sumunod sa Kanyang moral law. Coming from their corrupt hearts, they are saying, Gagawin namin ang gusto namin at kami ang masusunod at hindi ang Diyos. We see this uh, kind of uh, rebellion. Some of them are uh, examples in Romans. And we read, Sabi sa Romans, Where men gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passions for one another, committing shameless acts with one another. They are filled with all kinds of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. Though they knew God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And on the very last day, those who have fallen away from God's kingdom, they will rise and come together and shake their fists towards heaven against God and against His anointed. Sa mga buhay po natin, ano po ang madalas na nasusunod? Ang kalooban ba natin or ang kalooban ng Diyos? Tayo po ba ay nagmamataas at nagmamagaling na may mas alam pa tayo sa Diyos. And how do we know ang kalooban ng Diyos kung hindi tayo nakikinig sa salita niya through reading ng scriptures? And we see as these Gentile nations along with their kings and rulers will go gather together and unite to rebel against God we see sa mga susunod na verses that the Lord is not intimidated. Ito po ang ating second point. The rule, the rule of the king. At under this second point, meron po tayong sub-point, the Lord is not intimidated. Verse 4 to 6. So, the psalmist now is taking 
the focus of his readers from the raging nations and kings to the righteous anger of the Lord. Ang ganitong mga rebellion ay hindi po pinapagwalang bahala ng Diyos. Hindi po siya bingi, hindi po bingi ang ating Diyos na hindi marinig ang kanilang pag-iingay. Hindi rin po siya bulag upang hindi niya makita ang mga nangyayari. Hindi rin po siya pipe na hindi po makapagsalita. The psalmist would show us na ang banal na Diyos would speak for the first time sa psalm na ito. Basahin po natin ang unang bahagi ng verse 4. Verse 4. He who sits in the heavens. Kung mapapasin po ninyo that He, referring to the Lord, sits. Ang idea po dito na nais na iparating ng psalmist is that God is enthroned in the heavens. He is exalted in the heavens and ruler over all. He is in the place of power authority, and sovereign over all creation. And this God of creation, full of majesty and power, who sits in the heavens, laughs. Siya po ay natawa. This is not a mere laughter na may kababawan, or a laughter based on amusement. But this laughter can be understood as bilang panunuya or mockery. Panunuya sa mga nations and kings and rulers na kumakalaban sa kanya. He scoffs at them. The Lord taunts them. He laughs at their useless plan. He laughs at the nation's vain efforts to rebel against Him. At ang mga nations and rulers na ito ay mistulang mga alabok lamang sa Panginoon. Sa so verse 5 po, you see that this laughter, ang tawa ng Diyos na ito, will turn into anger. O nagingit-ngit, naggalit. A righteous anger. Sabi po sa verse 5, then he will speak to them in his wrath. He will terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. Ang idea po dito is, God has established or itinalaga niya ang kanyang hari on Zion. Ang hari na ito ay isang um, anointed na tumutukoy doon sa sinabi ng psalmist on verse 2. At ang haring ito ay tinutukoy din ng psalmist sa mga susunod na verses as the sun. God establishes King on Zion. Na meron po tayong two types of Zion, which is the earthly Zion and the heavenly Zion. The earthly Zion, ito po ay ang city of David. And the heavenly Zion, dito po itinalaga ng Diyos ang kanyang hari. God 
si Tony Strone na wala siyang kaagaw. This is where that he establishes king on his right hand. Ngayon, buksan po natin ang ating mga Biblia and let us read simula sa Psalm 5 at tingnan at unawain ang bigat ng puot at galit ng Panginoon sa mga masasama na kumakalaban at nagre-rebelde sa Kanya. So, may babasahin po kong mga ilang passages sa Psalms and free po kayo na buksan po ang inyong mga Bible at makibasa po kayo sa akin. Starting po sa Psalm, verse, uh, Psalm chapter 5, beginning sa verse 4. Ikaw ay Diyos na di nalulugod sa kasamaan. Mga maling gawain, di mo pinapayagan. Ang mga palalo, di makakatagal sa iyong harapan. Ang mga gumagawa ng kasamaan, iyong kinasusuklaman. Pinupuksa mo, Yahweh, ang mga sinungaling. Galit ka sa mamamatay tao at mga mapanlamang. Psalm chapter 7 Ang Diyos ay isang hukom na makatarungan at nagpaparusa sa masasama sa bawat araw. It means that God is angry every day. Kung di sila magbabago sa masama nilang gawa, ang tabak ng Diyos ay kanyang ihahasa. Pati ang kanyang pana ay kanyang ihahanda. Ang mga pamatay na sandata ay kanyang itatakda. Kanya ring iuumang ang mga palasong nagbabaga. Basahin din naman po natin ang Psalm chapter 9. Ito po ang kanyang sinasabi. Verse 7. Ngunit si Yahweh ay naghaharing walang putol. Itinatag niya ang kanyang trono para sa paghahatol. Pinapamahala niya ang daigdig ayon sa katwiran. Hinahatulan niya ang mga bansa ayon sa katarungan. Nahulog ang mga bansa sa patibong nagawa nila. Sa bitag para sa akin, ang nahuli ay sila. Huwag mong tulutan, Yahweh, na labanan ka ng tao. Tipunin mo lahat ang mga bansa at sila'y hatulan mo. Takutin mo, O Yahweh, ang, mga, ang lahat ng bayan at iyong ipabatid na sila'y tao lamang. At sa Psalms 11, ganito po ang sabi, Si Yahweh ay naroon sa kanyang banal na templo. Doon sa kalangitan, nakaupo sa kanyang trono. At buhat doon ay pinagmamasdan ang, ang lahat ng tao. Walang maitatagong anuman sa gawa ng mga ito. Ang mga mabuti at masama ay kanyang sinusuri. Sa taong suwail, siya'y lubos na namumuhi. Pinauulananan niya ng apoy at asupre ang masasamang tao. At sa mainit na hangin, sila'y pinapaso.
This is God's response na binasa natin about His righteous anger. Mapapasin niyo po psalm after psalm, verse after verse, galit, galit ang Diyos sa mga taong nagre-rebelde at gumagawa ng masama laban sa Kanya. Sa mga nations and kings na gustong i-overthrow ang Kanyang kaharian. God is righteous and He is angry every day. And that anger, God's righteous anger, was demonstrated on His Son, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He left His heavenly dwelling, veiled His deity in the form of a man, lived a perfect life in full submission to the will of God the Father, receiving the full wrath of God, died on the cross for the sin of rebellion against God. He died for the rebellious people, Gaya mo at gaya ko. And on the third day, God the Father raised him up from the grave and was lifted up on heaven and sat on the right hand side of God. Makikita po natin on the next verses that the Son will tell us of the conversation between them and the Father na nangyari before time began. The purpose or intention of the Lord for the Son, which leads us to our sub-point number two. God's plan for the Son. We see na iba na po ang nagsasalita dito. From the Lord, now it is the anointed of the Lord, na siya din ang hari na inilukluk ng Diyos sa pinakamataas na posisyon. And it's now identified as the Son. And now we shall see that the Lord's anointed will speak in verse 7. Ang sabi po niya, I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. Ito pong uh, uh, verse na ito ay binasa ko sa NS, NASB Bible which captures the essence that this decree comes from the Lord. At itong de- decree na to, it was the eternal purpose of God which were established before the foundations of the world. That His Son will reign in glory and power along with the bride, His church, mga hinirang ng Diyos na tinubos sa pamamagitan ng banal na dugo ng kanyang anak, will join the heavenly worship at walang sino man ang makakahadlang. Not even the nations, the peoples that wage war against God, or even the devil and his angels who God has cast down will not be able to defeat the purposes of God that He has intended upon the earth. Kung kaya ang sabi ng anak, I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. This is the conversation that has happened 
from eternity past among the Godhead, which is the Son and the Spirit are present, in which it was unknown to us, and now it is revealed by the Son. He said, The Lord said to me, You are my Son, and today I have begotten you. The word begotten here, na sinabi ng Diyos Ama sa kanyang anak, ay hindi nangangahulugan na ang anak ay nilikha din. Gaya po ng sinasabi ng ibang mga kulto. Who don't hold and believe the deity of Christ, the Son of God. At kung babasahin po natin ang sinabi ng Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, now, that time that he was begotten, it is clear that he, Jesus, was the exact radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And in Luke chapter 1 naman, we read that he was conceived in the womb of a virgin and was overshadowed by the power of the Most High. So this phrase must be understood considering the passage in Acts chapter 13. It was on this day that the Lord has begotten Jesus. It is on this day when God the Father raised Jesus from the grave. Jesus Christ rose from the grave conquering sin and death, alive and victorious with power over death and the grave. It is also on that day that the Lord had begotten the Son according to Acts chapter 13. Then in verse seven, uh, verse 8, mababasa natin that the Son is saying, Kung ano ang sinabi sa kanya ng ama. Sabi po ng ama sa kanyang anak, Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage. The Lord giving the nations. Ito pong mga nations na to that had rebelled, this nation that opposed and conspired together, waging war against God and His anointed attempting to overthrow the authority of God that was placed upon them and all the ends of the earth bilang mga possessions ng anak. The nations are given to the Son as possessions. Pinagkatiwala ng Diyos ama, ang mga nation sa mga kamay ng kanyang anak upang gawin ang nararapat na gawin sa mga rebellious nation. At mababasa natin sa verse 9 ang sinabi ng Ama sa anak muli. At ito po ay kailangan nating unawain that this Son is Jesus Christ who is an obedient Son, always obedient to the will of the Father. At ang Diyos Ama have entrusted all the judgment ipinagkatiwala ang lahat ng paghuhukom 
sa kanyang anak. At ito po ang sinabi ng ama sa anak. Verse 9. You shall break them. Them referring to the rebellious nation and peoples that now I, peoples that are continuing in their unbelief against God. You shall break them with the rod of iron and dash them in pieces like potter's vessel. Jesus Christ will inherit the nations. And sa context ng ating passage, He will break them, He will break this rebellious nation and smash them into pieces hanggang sila ay mapuksa dahil sa kanilang rebellion at pagaklas laban sa Diyos Ama. So in this passage sa Psalm chapter 2, we see na ang Diyos ay may anak and He is the Son of God, co-equal with God, the Father, same essence and nature in the Trinity, assumes the role of the Son in the Godhead, and fully submits to the purposes of God the Father. So these verses, ito pong mga verses na binagit natin, verse 8 and 9, these verses anticipates the coming judgment sa huling araw. In Revelations chapter 20, makikita natin na inihayag ni Apostle John itong coming judgment na to, beginning sa verse 11. Sabi po sa Revelations chapter 20 verse 11. Pagkatapos nito ay nakita ko ang isang malaking tronong puti at ang nakaupo doon. Referring to the Son, the King whom God has established. Naglaho ang mga lupat langit sa kanyang harapan at hindi na nakita pang muli. Nakita kong nakatayo sa harap ng trono ang mga namatay, maging dakila at hamak, at binuksan ang mga aklat. Binuksan ang isa pang aklat, ang aklat ng buhay. Hinatulan ang mga patay ayon sa kanilang ginawa. Batay sa nakasulat sa mga aklat. Iniluwa ng dagat ang mga patay na naroon. Iniluwa din ng kamatayan at daigdig ng mga patay ang mga patay na nasa kanila. Hinatulan ang lahat ayon sa kanilang mga ginawa. Pagkatapos ay itinapon din sila sa lawa ng apoy ang kamatayan at ang daigdig ng mga patay. Ang lawa ng apoy ang pangalawang kamatayan. Ang sino mang hindi nakasulat ang pangalan sa aklat ng buhay ay itinapon sa lawa ng apoy. Ito po ang plano ng Diyos Ama para sa kanyang anak. Nang kanyang anak ang may huling salita sa lahat ng bagay. 
that he would have the last say to everyone, to every soul in this planet, that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, for the glory of God the Father, that God has highly exalted his Son and gave him the name which is above every name, na walang sino man ang makakapigil sa plano ng Diyos. Which leads us sa ating last point. Point number three. Take refuge to the King. Verse 10 to 12. In these verses, we see that it was the psalmist now who was speaking on behalf of the Lord. And we see the mercy and grace of God. That these kings and nations, these rulers who have rose up and conspired to rebel against God, were not immediately destroyed, but were given an invitation to serve God. Sabi po sa verse 10, Now therefore, which means, matapos po ang lahat ng mga nasabi, at ito ang pinapaabot ng Diyos mula sa kanyang trono. Verse 10, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. The psalmist is proposing to these nations to be wise in what they are doing. To consider what this warning means that the Lord wants them to stop what they are plotting in vain. To stop from rising up against God and His Son. To stop resisting His authority. To put an end to their uproar. O kings, sabi niya, show wisdom by submitting to the Lord and to His Son. For if they do not submit to the Son, they, they will be judged by the Son. From the greatest to the least, from the kings to the commoners, they will be judged by the Son according to what they have done. And then sa verse 11, sabi po ng psalmist, Serve the Lord with fear. Ang paglilingkod na ito ay may kaakibat na paggalang sa Panginoon, na kung saan they should bow down to the Lord with awe, to the fear, to fear the Lord with reverence, to take the word of God seriously. The unbelieving world must reorient or realign their ways of thinking and humble themselves under the mighty hand of God the Father. Makikita po din natin that they are encouraged to rejoice or to celebrate the rule of God the Father with trembling. So the Psalms conclusion so verse 12 is a wonderful picture of God's graciousness. This is a gracious invitation by God to those who are outside of God's kingdom those who consider themselves as enemies of God, those who wage war against the Almighty God. This is an invitation to those who have fallen short 
of the glory of God. Sabi po ng verse 12, Kiss the sun. Look to the sun. Come to the sun. Pay homage. Pledge your allegiance to the sun as a sign of obedience to God. Come to the sun habang may panahon pa. Come to the sun and show affection to Him. For those who love the sun, the Father will love them also. Turn to the sun and receive His mercy. And those who come to the sun, the sun will not turn them away. Ang kapalaran po ng tao ay nakasalalay sa kung ano ang gagawin nila kay Heso Kristo. That if they come in repentance and put their faith and trust in the Son as their Lord and Savior, the Father will receive them with arms of mercy. But if they do continue in their rebellion as to harden their hearts to God, God will reject them and cast them down into the lake of fire which is hell and perish forever. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and perish in the way. Perish means to be cast down. Maitapon sa dagat-dagatang apoy ng imperno at magdusa ng paulit-ulit for eternity. And this psalm concludes in saying, Blessed are all who take refuge in Him. The hymn refers to the Son, to the Anointed. He is the King who God has established, and He is none other than Jesus Christ. Sabi po sa Acts chapter 4 verse 12, And there is, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. We must look to Him now as the one who hung on the tree and suffered the full wrath of His Father so that there is no more condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the signs of the times tell us that Jesus Christ is at the very gate of heaven ready to return at any moment to take His church out of this world. Ito po ang kailangan nating mga gawin. Una, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Pangalawa, live with an eternal purpose. Live with an eternal purpose. Thirdly, rest in the confidence that while evil men scheme and Satan plots, God sits on His throne in the heaven and laughs. Man's rule is temporal, but God's rule is eternal. So take refuge in the Lord. Let us pray.
Father, we thank you for the salvation that Christ purchased on our behalf. May we live in a way that reflects your grace and your righteousness. And as we have been exhorted in this psalm, may we honor your Son in all that we do, that we may be living reflections of your glory, even in the midst of this raging world. Amen.